Welcome back to Book Birds Podcast. This is episode number four. Today we're going to be talking about book tropes and contemporary publishing. My name's Marissa Medine. My name's Katherine Evenson. And my name's Kylie Hagman. So to start out today, what are your guys' favorite book trips? There's so many. I can't <laughs> choose. But, like, my all-time favorite book trope, I think, is Enemies to Lovers. Okay. Like, it gets me every time. Yeah. That's a good choice. I just love, like, I think, personally, I think it's more exciting than, like, Friends to Lovers because, like, there's that extra drama, there's, yeah. like, the angst, the tension, but, like, Friends to Lovers is just, like, almost, like, insta-love. Like, that. I don't like the insta-love, mm-hmm. but what do you guys think? Um, personally... I would say one of my favorite book trips is, like, the secret lover, like, you know, like, it's their, like, dating in secret or, like, um, you know, like, something, like, somebody can't find out about it or Mm -hmm. something. I think, like, for that one, bonus points if, like, somebody else is, like, flirting with them or something and he's like, oh, that's my girl, and then he has to come and defend her and it comes out in, like, a public way. I think that that's top notch. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Rosa? Um, I mean, I love enemies to lovers, but I'm also, like, a fan of, um, like, the fake dating. Mm-hmm, so, too. like, where love they're the like, well, dating. in order to, like, get me somewhere, like, we can fake date. Yeah. Like, um, Founded on Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a book that I was reading. Like, I haven't finished it, but it starts off, like, where she's, like, paid to fake date him and, mm-hmm. or, like, to get him to fall in love with her. So, like, he doesn't know that she's fake dating him but he believes that they're together for real man it's like that adds so much like extra tension when like one of them knows that they're fake dating and the other one thinks that it's real oh but the one where they're both fake dating oh my god fake dating because it's like it's like fake in the and then they fall in love (laughs) yeah they're like oh like we're supposed to be fake dating like we're not supposed to fall in love it's fake in public but like when they're private they're like oh like actually i'm kind of like falling for this person i'm like yes let's go Uh that's like to all the boys i've loved before i love that oh my gosh yeah yeah. i think that's one of the best like fake dating that's what really got me into fake dating actually i I was like this is great I feel like enemies to lovers, though, is always top-notch. Yeah. I have so many. Like, literally, it is my favorite one. Every time I see enemies to lovers, I'm like, oh, so you say they they can't stand each other, but something's going to happen. I will say, though, I do like the friends to lovers, though. Like, you don't like the insta-love, but, like, I love the friends to lovers where they're like, oh, like we're best friends since like we were kids Mm -hmm. so like the insta love i can agree with but the the friends to lovers i'm like sometimes it there's such a great story yeah personally i I feel like it has to be like really well written for me Mm -hmm. to to really enjoy friends to lovers just because i feel like like when i'm reading it i'm like ah that's too easy there needs to be something else that like trips it up so i think that's why it's not like my favorite trope but like I, li- I like it sometimes yeah i like the whole in friends to lovers how it's kind of like you they don't want to mess up their friendship yes. like mm-hmm. you know like in the, like it's usually like one person starts feeling it and then the other person kind of does but they don't neither of them really know mm-hmm. or want to admit it to the other yeah and then like all of their friends know though yeah. and they're like like bonus they points get together like, <laughs> the, like the friends of the guy and the friends of the girl or, or whoever it is they're trying to like get their two people together yeah. i'm like yes let's go mm-hmm 
when it's like it's almost like when the friends are like well you should get together and then they're like you're just trying to like set me up for failure like mm-hmm. you, you don't know yeah. how they feel and they're like yes we do like, <laughs> it's so obvious to everyone except for yeah. them I'm like oh my sometimes gosh. that annoys me though when yeah. I'm like it's so obvious like they're making it so obvious <laughs> it enjoys me or it, it annoys me as like um like a viewer but like when i'm seeing it i'm like okay this yeah is, this is so <laughs> the tension is building <laughs> I'm like yep. let's go <laughs> oh my gosh i think um let's see one of the other one oh my gosh my one of my all-time favorite tropes and i think they had it they had it in the um a quarter thorns and roses series mm-hmm. and they've had it in so many series but the one where there's only one bed and so they're like at an inn and they, they're traveling or whatever they're <laughs> yeah. at an inn and there's only they have to share a room and they're like okay well I asked for two beds and you get in there and there's only one bed and they look at each other and like well I'm not sharing with you and they're like you have to sleep on the floor and then like they stay in the same bed and then they like they try to turn away from each other but then in the middle of the night like their hands touch or whatever I'm like I'm such a simp for that I'm like this is the best trope ever throwback to after we collided yes. with I'll sleep oh. on the ground we, you think we can't share a bed I'm like, oh my gosh yeah we just watched we just watched that movie last night so we're fresh up on that oh my gosh that's such a that's like a prime trope for me but that's one of the true. tropes that I don't know if you have you ever read Kylie like mafia books where like no. they're like or like somewhere where they're in like a gang mm-hmm. that's like the who did this to you like I'll oh, kill him I'll kill they're him. so good cause it's just like they're just so like alpha male like. yeah. and especially like if they're not already like together and they have like so much tension and they're like enemies to lovers and then they're like all of a sudden you can see that like they're caring about them or like, there's like a lot of like the mafia books are like the girl like the guy it's like Beauty and the Beast yeah. like he like like wants her mm-hmm. but she has no clue who he is or like she knows and she's scared uh, of him okay, yeah. so he's like trying to like win her over and then he's like oh like if anyone hurts you like i'll kill them mm-hmm. so yeah, good the, <laughs> the touch her and die trope I'm yeah like, okay oh, yeah oh my gosh yeah i i know i know it's like problematic when people are like way too overprotective but sometimes i'm like Okay, <laughs> like, like I'm like okay. Well, I will let you protect me if you would like to. I'll be like, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Let's see. Um, okay, and then there were um, there have been a couple of books that I've read with like the marriage of convenience um, trope, and yeah. I think one of them was um, well, not even like the marriage of convenience, but even like arranged marriage or any of yeah. that kind of thing, and. One of them that I was thinking of was, I don't know if you guys have read The Selection or heard yes, about that. Yes, I love um, that series. But I read that one recent, that series recently, and I thought that that was great, where it's like, and especially because, like, they didn't have the insta-love. They they didn't, like, they weren't um, even, like, planning on falling in love or anything. They were like, oh, we're just gonna be together so that I don't have to marry any of these other girls or whatever. And then they fell in love along the way. Yeah. I was like, yes, let's go. It was almost like a little bit of enemies to lovers there because mm-hmm. America doesn't really like Maxon in the beginning, mm-hmm. right? You know? Yeah. It's a little one-sided enemies to lovers because yeah. I think you liked her No, time. No, I was like, Team Maxon, let's go. Marissa, yeah. you haven't read that series, have you? I've read the, the first one. The selection, yeah. That yeah. one, I, I enjoy that one a lot. Yeah. That kind of reminds me of Bridgerton. The yeah. Marriage of Convenience. Bridgerton. Yes. Which we will be talking about, but in yeah. a future podcast. We are well, big fans. Big we, fans. Yeah, we, we have all gotten our books now. So we're going <laughs> to read the book at some point, and we're going to talk about that because we're really excited about that. Yeah. So that'll be fun. So, yeah. Um, have you guys heard of, like, the found family trope? 
Do you guys know what isn't that, that one kinda is? Isn't that kind of like, kind of like, uh, isn't it the throne of glass where she finds out like she has a whole other family? Um, a little bit. I mean, like, like I guess, like, a lot of, in Throne of Glass, like, she makes, like, a lot of friends that kind of mm-hmm. become, like, her family. Yeah, it's kind of like, um, like, along the way, like, you, it, it, sometimes it's like, oh, like, all the misfits kind of, like, join together, and they're all, like, they, they don't have their own families, but the, together with the group of misfit friends, they're the family, mm-hmm. and so I really like that. Yeah. I think that, like... It, I, that's like prevalent in like Harry Potter like Harry that's true, yeah. does that a lot with his friends and everything um, and Maximum Ride series it's been years since I, I don't even think I I don't know if I've ever finished that series but that one has it and I think that that's really great to show like the um, different like family dynamics and how like different um, how it's not always like the same family dynamic and so I think that it's really great that authors are able to explore that yeah, so I think like um, Percy Jackson's like that a little bit mm-hmm. too. Would you say you know, like when he goes to Camp Half Blood, like there's like all the people he meets there kind of become his family. Mm-hmm. Are there any tropes that you guys know of that you just like cannot stand? And like every time you read it, you're like, nope, putting it back. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, to be honest, I don't know if there's any like that I'm thinking of right now. I'm sure there are some, mm-hmm. you know, but. And not, like, off the top of my head. Yeah. I think, like, when they're, like, too toxic, like, then I'm, like, okay, like, I, it's just unrealistic for me, and then I'm, like, I don't want to read this if you're going to be, like, a jerk the whole time. Like, I don't really want to read that because it's giving me bad expectations. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah. What about you? Sometimes I don't like the age gap books. Oh, um, so if it's like gap. he's fifty and she's like twenty two, I'm like no, that's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> that is not just saying that that's my personal preference. I, if that's what people like, that's not a big deal. But like personally, it's just like when it's like such a big age gap, it's yeah. like I'm like I can't read it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that reminds me of something that I read recently that I was like, what the heck? And it was like it, with especially with like fantasy books, there's a lot. You know what? And it was in the Throne of Glass series, yeah. I think. In fantasy books, a lot of times the um, like family lineage gets muddled along the way. <laughs> and there was this one... They, they tried to, like... They were, like, distant cousins or whatever. But they were like, oh, we were supposed to, like, get married to preserve the lineage or whatever. And I was like, no. No, <laughs> no that <laughs> seems like it's too far yeah. for me. I hate Anything that. Anything like that. No. No, I yes, just feel like, like that's oh, kind of creepy. Even if they're like twice removed cousins, like mm-hmm. no, that's yeah, no, that's just that's, wrong. Yeah. I think it's just super. There was like something that I was reading. There was like, oh, it's gonna make the perfect lineage, and I was like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, so no. creepy. Have either of you read the Mortal Instruments? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so you know how oh, the whole the thing with Jace and Clary where no. oh, are they brother and sister? Oh you my know? gosh. And then yes, the, but. That yeah. series, I love that series yeah. actually. But I love that series. You That's know, a good one. that it turns out not being weird. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, for but yeah, for a hot minute you're the, you're like for <laughs> you're like for oh. our viewers out here who have or listeners who have not read the Mortal Instruments, it's six books in the series, and literally for the first like half of the series, we we are under the impression that like <laughs> that they're siblings and and i just think that um it is it just is flabbergasting to me (laughs) to me because 
like and not to say that like they are or they aren't or whatever um but so like not to spoil it because um like they they still could be they could not who knows but um it was just when i was reading it for the first time and i was like what in the world are they trying to pull on pull over me yeah it's a little mm. shocking <laughs> when it first occurs that was that i was like because that's the kind of thing where i'm like oh maybe i should put down this book and stop yeah. reading it is there anything that like you you guys are reading where you're like if i have to read this this way then i'm not reading it anymore like something that you draw the line at I don't know if there's necessarily, like... I mean, I put books down all the time if it's, like, I know something bad's gonna happen, and I'll, like, leave it for, like, two weeks because I have to mentally prepare myself. It's stressful. And I'll be, like, I can't... Like, I can't do this right now. Like, I can't read this breakup scene. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't read this big fight. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can kind of see when it's gonna, like, start leading up yeah. into it, and I'm, mm-hmm. like, no, nah, I'm done. Yeah. And then, like, I'll go back to it, but then I'm, like, oh, do I have to... Now I have to go back to yeah. that part, and I'm, like, no, I have to read it. Yeah. yeah. But... I, um, I get really, like, attached to certain books and movies, TV shows, so, like, when something bad happens, like, I get, like, a little, like, down in the dumps, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, like, it will actually make me upset. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, sometimes there's, like, certain times where I'm like, okay, I need to read something happier right now, (laughs) you know? (laughs) The books here, I'm, I'm in the middle of the Throne of Glass series right now, and I, I'm on the fifth fifth book i think i'm on the fifth book and there are seven books and there's some i i have not been able to finish the fifth book yet and i've been reading it for weeks <laughs> and like i have a lot of other reading for class and everything but it's because like i know <laughs> the next book is not centered on my otp so like my one true pairing like my my favorite couple it's not centered <laughs> they're not in the center of the next book and then also I don't want the book series to end, and so I've, like, not been reading that book at all, because I'm like, oh, as soon as I'm done with it, I'm going to be done. (laughs) I'm going to be devastated. When I finished that series, I was very devastated. Yeah. Is there a series like that for you, Marissa, where you're like, oh, I can't finish it, because Mm. then it'll be over? (laughs) No, like, normally I just can't help myself, so I read it anyways, Mm -hmm. but then I go back and I reread them. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, because I love them so much. Yeah, yeah, that's always good. That's true. I've been doing that with After recently. I brought back. I, had, I need I to reread it. I need to. Re- I feel Me like too. I need to reread it because, like the um, the books themselves are so different from yeah. not the movies. Like, so different, but I feel like they're so like the movies. The movies are making me like forget things that happen. But then yeah. I'm like, in the back of my head, I'm like, something's supposed to happen here. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, I think we missed something here. Yeah. But even, like, they're even also different from the fan fictions when, like, we originally read them on yeah. Wattpad, and then I'm reading the books, and I'm like, oh, they expanded it. This is great. <laughs> yeah. So, just real quick, briefly moving on from tropes mm-hmm. to contemporary publishing, um, like, do you guys, like, so the big five, obviously, mm-hmm. like Simon Schuster, uh, Penguin Random House, Robert Macmillan... Holmes. Harper Collins. Yeah. And there's Hatch- one other one. Is it Hatch- yeah, Hatchet? Oh, yeah. Hatchet, yeah. Yeah. So there's those five, which obviously I feel like any of us publishing majors would those die. Are, to yeah. Those <laughs> are one of the dream. Yeah. Simon the dream Schuster publishers. was the ones that like 
picked up after. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, there's indie publishing. Wattpad Books is becoming uh, more popular now, yeah. which they're publishing yeah. their own books. Actually, I think Wattpad Books is really interesting. Yeah, um, I'd love to work for them. I yeah. think it would be so cool. Uh, yeah, that'd be I just, cool. I think Mini it's like... promo, like yeah. if Wattpad Books is listening, Wattpad Books, uh, yeah. I would like a job. <laughs> you have three publishing managers at <laughs> Illinois State University who would love to work with you. Um, I think that's really interesting, though, because when I, I just bought, like, my first other than the after series i just bought my first book that was like a wattpad book Mm -hmm. it's really cool seeing like all these authors who aren't already established and but have like a a big following on wattpad on this like online community and seeing their books get turned into or their stories get turned into like actual published books i think that's fascinating yeah yeah there's cupid's match chasing red Mm -hmm. after uh, Perfect Addiction. I just bought this book called The Hoodie Gaslight. Girl. Gaslight. I have Gaslight. Oh my gosh! Those are uh, all like that's such a good one. They yeah. got popular. Everybody. There's also like there's so many like different categories. Those mm-hmm. are just some of the romance ones I know yeah. off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But but yeah. like a lot of the authors also on Wattpad also like self publish their books. So that's also like a different route that you could go if you yeah. would like to do that. Self publishing though, like. People think it's easy, but when you're really looking at it from, like, a publisher's perspective, like, for the author, it is a lot of work. Mm -hmm. You're taking on, like, all of our jobs, essentially. Yeah. And, like, marketing, and you have to do that yourself. Yeah. Yeah, But indie publishing, I feel like they're trying at least to make it easier for those who got turned down by the big five or yeah didn't get approved i really respect indie publishers and i mean i respect all publishers but specifically with indie publishers i think it's really great that they are kind of giving them a second chance so yeah. like it, it i feel like it could be really hard to get published if you're unestablished as an author and so like having these smaller publishing companies kind of come in and be like oh like we'll take a, another look at it i think that's really great what do you guys think yeah, I totally agree with that. It's been pretty interesting this year. Well, all three of us are in the same publishing class right now. And um, it's been interesting to learn how much goes into the actual like process of publishing a book. Mm-hmm. You know, like, obviously, I knew like I that I didn't know a lot about it before this class. But there is, like, so many, like, detailed things that mm-hmm. go into making a book. And, like... Um, I think indie publishers are really cool because, like, they're, like, smaller businesses, I guess you would say, and, you know, they, like, they do all of these things that the big publishers do, mm-hmm. too, and mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah definitely shout out to Steve from Press 254. Yeah. You're really <laughs> yes. teaching us a lot. Yes. <laughs> I think, yeah, it, I, it, I feel like I've learned so much more than I ever knew about publishing because yeah. like just going or just into, a book process yeah like, the process of making a book yeah. yeah just like when i signed up to be like a publishing major and I, I transferred to isu specifically to go into the publishing program and mm-hmm. now that i'm in the sequence i'm like wow i realized like how little i actually knew mm-hmm. about publishing and it's really exciting to learn all this stuff right before i go into the field yeah when they don't teach you like there's not really many publishing undergrads that you mm-hmm. can go to like different schools yeah What do you think about contemporary publishing, though, Kylie? Like, if you could do, like, a brief, like, what would you say? Um, I mean, I I think it's really cool, like, how we've been talking about, like, Wattpad books Mm -hmm. and all that, like, how that's, like, kind of connecting in with, like, these big 
um, publishing companies now. Mm -hmm. You know, like I feel like books that maybe normally wouldn't have gotten super popular wouldn't have been picked up by mm -hmm. these big five publishing companies are now have like a real chance of doing that if they can get yeah. super popular online, you know, like... Especially with TikTok now. Yeah. That's true. You yeah. know what? I love... I honestly love TikTok. There's like a section, for those of you who don't know, of TikTok of TikTok called Book Talk. Um, and <laughs> where people just... TikTok. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm but, of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but for TikTok, they have Book Talk, which is what Catherine was saying, <laughs> that like promotes like different books and there's a lot of publishers or like uh not publishers but authors that are posting like short clips <laughs> short clips <laughs> with their book and it's like it's actually very interesting <laughs> yeah. Yeah. no on. noticed on all mm -hmm. platforms okay we're back sorry we had to take a brief pause uh we were laughing at the, <laughs> the little joke but um back to book talk it's just helping these authors that are not really well known post about their book and get some their own media really like their own marketing mm -hmm. and then it helps them become popular and help their get their books published uh yeah but to wrap today up Catherine's gonna go ahead and end us today on a high note Yes, well, um, we we really enjoyed listening or talking about all of our favorite tropes, and next week we are going to be the movie birds. We are going to do a review of the first three after movies, because we are all going to go see the third one tonight. So we'll let you guys know how it is and how it kind of relates to um, relates to the books and everything. And, and so we'll see you next week, and tune in to that review of the first three after movies. So All just right. to recap, we're the Book Birds. My name's Marissa Medine. My name's Katherine Evenson. And my name's Kylie Hagman. We'll, we'll see you next week. week.